What's up? Wrestling fans! Ah, it's that time for them boys from 607 Podcast to talk all things pro grappling. That's right, it's time for this week's edition of 607 TWS Live on twitch.tv slash 607 Podcast or anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607 TWS. And of course, as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am one of your hosts here on twitch.tv slash 67 podcast. I'm also the host of the Three Fat Nerds podcast. My name is Rich, and joining me as he does each and every week, my cohort, my compadre, my friend. You also know him as one of the hosts here on 67 podcast on Twitch, and better know him as the host of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, better known as the ODPH. Talking Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what is happening? What is going on? What is good? Are we ready to talk some pro wrestling? I think we are. We're always ready to talk some pro grappling. I think. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even have, I, was, I didn't even know that we should go in, so. Oh no! There you go. <laughs> now, you know, this past week was, was something. Yeah. You have to go out of town. Tradition lived on. I was up in Geneva, New York for the Royalist of Rumbles. First WWE programming I've seen in like months. Yeah, I was going to say that's been a while. I haven't even for you. watched NXT. I stopped watching it when we went to shit. Yeah. So I, I pretty much I haven't been watching nothing. So it was kind of interesting. It was kind of fun. I, I I think it'll lead to interesting takes because I wasn't as invested as most people. Well, we'll get to that in the opening contest. Mm-hmm. Obviously, of course, the mid card this week uh, we got a good sponsor. We'll talk about their show coming up. Also, I'll leave it as a secret for a minute. Also, we'll talk about we're not going to give away the PWG results because I know some people might be waiting the three months it'll take for a DVD, <laughs> even though it's the year twenty twenty two. We'll talk about that during that too. But we are going to talk about a couple couple highs and lows, incident wise there. And uh, amongst other couple of news segments, including AEW. And then, of course, the main event. That's right. If you're tired of it yet, don't care. GCW has a huge weekend mm-hmm. coming up yet again from uh, Houston and Dallas, respectively. And we will be previewing and breaking down that card as well. And uh, before we jump in, uh, let's talk. Uh, we, we do this occasionally because we're fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel about this past weekend's AFC and NFC Championship Games? Let me start by saying, ding dong, the bitch is dead, the wicked witch, the wicked witch, ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. I was waving goodbye to my TV as Kansas City lost. Thank you, Joe Shiesty and those Cincinnati Bengals. Who day? You know what? They changed from the bungles to the bangles this week. I'll tell you that right now. Limping through and somehow made a hell of a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. They've been here for years. Second year in the league and Joe Burrow taking a team to the Super Bowl. And now he's in rarefied air as he could become the only person to ever win a Heisman, win a national championship, and win a Super Bowl. Incredible performance by the Bengals. And they held off Mahomes. No more TikToks for this season. Woohoo! It's a beautiful thing right now. And then, of course, in the other game, we had the Los Angeles Rams, the best team money could buy. And I'm not upset about that. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Against somehow those pesky San Francisco 49ers. And uh, the magic ran out, unfortunately, for the Niners as they fell apart. And the Rams move on to the Super Bowl. So Rams, Bengals, 
And I'm just going to go on the limb and tell people, I'm cheering for the Bengals only because they got rid of Kansas City. Yes. And it has nothing against the Rams. I'm, I'm looking forward to a good game. Mm-hmm. I'll be watching it. But I'm looking forward. Pat says, wrong. He'd be the third. Broadway Joe and Joe Montana did it. Hmm. Is, that, is that true? Yes. Joe Namath won a fucking Heisman. He was one of the worst quarterbacks ever to play the game. It was a long time ago. <laughs> like, everybody remembers him because he's a Hall of Famer because he wore fucking leggings, man. Dude had horrible stats. Look at his shit. He had one winning season, which was a Super Bowl. Ay, ay, ay. Sports need to change. That's crazy. Anyways, he's the only one that matters. <laughs> yeah. But he'll do it in a lot quicker of time. Only his second year. Jeez. Joe Montana, though. Yeah. That guy's all right. One day, one day, one day he would be surpassed by a young Thomas Brady. But until then, he was all right. <laughs> yes. It's an insane stat to think about. It is. It is really. Even the it's one me. you pointed out too, not to get segueing off wrestling too much. No, 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 no. This is the first year we haven't had Brady, Peyton, the Niners, or, or, Roethlisberger. or Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl. 19 years. How crazy is that? 19 years. One of those. At least one of those has been in the Super Bowl. Man, Brady's been there forever, man. I told you. It's a fucking 10 of them mad boys. Yes. <laughs> so out of those 19, 10 of them, 10 of them. And the ones he didn't show up for, you know, the Niners were in. Mm-hmm. And then, because that was Niners-Ravens. Yep. Then the Steelers had a couple. Mm-hmm. And then Peyton's one and Peyton's only. Peyton's got, well, Peyton or had two. two. He, he had two. two. He had two. He had one with the Colts, one with the Broncos. He only won one. Right. But he had one with each. Although he should have won the one against the, uh, the Saints. Yeah. Because if he won the one of the Saints... They could have played uh, Rocky like a hurricane. <laughs> Aye, bad joke. Bad joke, but fun joke, nonetheless. Anyways, I'm like, I'm like, who the hell Joe Namath? Who the hell Joe Namath beat? Sure as hell didn't beat John Wayne Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 155 death matches. Actually, it's been more than that, but whatever. All right. <laughs> With that being said, though, it's time to not talk football because even though we find it fun, even though it's great to talk about, you'll be talking more about that on the Ocho Dora Parley Hour podcast tomorrow Correct. if you're watching this live anywhere else if you're just getting on podcast but tell them how to find the odph very simple swing on over to odphpodcast.com join the conversation on social media check out the directory which has links to your favorite podcast player with the odph on it so you can follow right there subscribe and definitely miss, do not miss an episode check out the t public store parlay points block section blowing up right now all that and so much more odphpodcast.com of course for everything three fat nerds go to 8122productions.com t public store patreon patreon.com slash 8122 Productions, the link to this pod show, the, you know, friends of the show, music acts, everything else, all that great stuff, one-stop shop, 8122productions.com. If you're listening on podcast form, look in the description of the podcast. There's hyperlinks there for both the ODPH and Three Fat Nerds Podcast. If you're watching on uh, uh, Twitch, if you're watching the replay specifically, they don't let me put hyperlinks up there, so you guys just have to listen. Yes. <laughs> well, with that being said, Kedem, let's not waste any more time. Let's dive right into the whole kit and caboodle because I do believe it's time. That's right. It's time. And let's talk about some pro wrestling. Of course, obviously we'd start the show off with, uh, you know, I would say the biggest thing that happened this past weekend in sure. wrestling. Obviously pretty easy because nothing really goes against it. And, of course, that would be the WWE Royal Rumble, which went down this past Saturday from the uh, the Doma America Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, very happy about these uh, Saturday pay-per-views. Yes. 
the one thing that AEW contributed to wrestling and the WWE kind of adapted from them, Saturday pay-per-views. Kudos. Kudos for the Saturday pay-per-views. Makes my travel when I go to Geneva a lot better, mm-hmm. amongst other things, and also when I'm home. Uh, other thing, uh, let's make some note of this. I thought it was funny. One of the first belly achings I heard from the uh, from the Rumble is that they had part of the stadium blo- blocked off. They curtained it off. They curtained the end of the stadium off. At the end of the day, it was still a fucking stadium. Yeah. Where they played, used to play football, and the attendance was over 44,000. Right. <laughs> so so you, you can't say anything about the attendance. So if you, if you block something off for production purposes, I don't think you can say anything. Right. I mean, I'm sure if they opened the whole stadium for the Rumble, they would have sold the whole stadium out. And I, I'm being serious. Mm-hmm. The Rumble is one of those events. If you want to sell it out, they'll sell it out. So they obviously wanted the seats that they got. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like, let's be honest, people. Everybody thinks that it's like hurting. This is not an episode of Raw or a live house show. This is the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Any pay-per-view is going to sell out no matter what it is for WWE. Facts. I don't think that they haven't had a sellout of seats for a pay-per-view in a while. No, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously 2020 doesn't count because, oh, technically they sold all those out too because it was empty. Nah. Right. Zero attendance for zero seats, but... That was one of those weird belly aches you heard right away. It's like, come on. That was what set me off because I didn't like watch a lot of social media for this. And going into it, and I think I mentioned it a little earlier, I don't pay attention to WWE's product anymore. Mm. So I think that I came out more entertained, especially with the party I was with. I was with George, his two kids. Crazy Curtis was there. Diesel was there. My wife was there for better, you know, she doesn't really watch wrestling, so she was just there. But, you know, we had a good time. I mean, if you know, we're, we're following at 3 Fat Nerds Pod, we didn't do a lot of things. Everything was funny. Yeah. I got hand checks for Dog. Yeah. I got hand checks for Mike C from Horror Zone 607. I was just getting hand checks out, amongst other things. Mm. But uh, let's dive in. Let's talk about the event now after getting past that first part. Of course, the opening contest was for the WWE Universal Championship. Your champion, the head of the table, the tribal chief, the big dog, Roman Reigns, defending against the drip god, Seth freaking Rollins. And even better than this, who saw the swerve coming of him coming to the ring, not only to the shield music, but also in full shield attire and full shield entrance. He is the new Joker. <laughs> this whole persona he's doing is so Joker-esque, it's not even funny. This was a great entrance. Oh, I loved it. Right down to he he definitely did the roll over the barricade. Yep. I was worried he wasn't going to, but he did. And it definitely played the mind games. They're talking about being the uh, cerebral. I was like, well, you might as well have, you know, you know Triple H is on the outs because they should have just called him the new age cerebral assassin. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was... Could even mention the fact that, you know, Triple H, you know, mentored him a little bit. Gave him the pedigree. Yeah. Just saying, which during this match, he would use the pedigree. Brilliantly, uh, too. For a defense of the spear, even. But who would have thought that the first, like, five minutes plus of this match would be just Seth Rollins? Yeah. Rollins was beating him like, like he owed him money. It's a great little open. I didn't see it coming. Then we settle in for some good back and forth. I liked, I liked the false finishes in this match. Very good stuff. Honestly, I didn't even mind the DQ. And the reason I didn't mind the DQ win, because, of course, Roman Reigns is still your champion, and Seth Rollins wins by DQ, is because it played into the story perfectly. Seth Rollins made that man snap. Yeah. Just made him snap. As he keeps holding his fist out, even though he looks like he's about to be done, he's just holding his fist out. Come on and laughing at him. He Seriously, he went Joker on this. This was killing joke. 
I loved it. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. Somebody was like, I can't believe they ended it. I'm like, it was perfect storytelling. The man sacrificed himself because he's he's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. I thought that was I thought this was one of the highest points of the night, just to throw it out there. I liked pretty much everything they did. I, they worked well together, of course, being partners and everything. The only thing that would have made this better, and I mean I know obviously it wasn't gonna happen, was a little bit of Moxley action. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that could have made this better, in my opinion. I was just surprised his hand stayed on the rope after he passed out. I think he did thing. that on purpose. Yeah, I, th- I think that was supposed to send a message where I was like, okay, that was the only thing I was like, oh, I don't like that. Just because I'm so used to MMA and just when you pass out, you pass out. But even at the end, when uh, Roman picks up the chair and does what Seth did to the shield, yes, I thought that was perfect. That was a great homage. That was a great homage. I'm assuming we're going to run this back at the Saudi show. Yeah. I'm assuming. That would be my guess, just to get Roman to where we know. Uh, you know, Obviously, we'll talk about it later where Roman's going. But to get to that point, I really do think that they'll probably run it back at the Saudi show. The Elimination Chamber. They are officially calling it the Elimination Chamber. We saw the graphic for mm-hmm. it. Despite, you know, other people's yeah, reporting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, next up was the Women's Royal Rumble match. 30 women entered one six season. I got to say, I was very, uh, like, this was a good little surprise right in the beginning. We got Sasha Banks back. Didn't know she was coming back. Sailor Moon cosplay. Yes. And then, of course, Melina. Yeah, did not expect her back. But. And uh, she's been wrestling a little bit, but she's been, she hasn't been wrestling currently. She, I mean, she's been wrestling over the last time, but she's had some time off. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that played a part into the quickness of her elimination. I know some people are uh, mad about that, but I don't know if there isn't a, a greater thing. Because if you notice, Sasha kind of set her outside and kind of gave her a light kick because she took not even a bump to get off of the apron. She kind of stepped back. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, once again none of my business right i don't know if something's going on or whatever but the fact that she got to be there the crowd popped huge she was emotional and i i said it when i was with the guys at the house and i want to say it to you it always is sasha banks that they trust in there with people who could get emotional in mm-hmm. emotional moments and i think that that just speaks volumes to who sasha banks is that's a great point if you ever notice anybody bianca belair mm-hmm. her big title win sasha was there to walk her through it you okay. know what i mean well, sasha's just such a consummate professional Oh, I agree. That, you know, I think that, yeah, that just speaks volumes of how much she's valued in that company. Uh, let's go over. I'm not going to go over everybody in the match, but we had this one had a lot more surprises. Of course, let's, the, big, the big one in the room, as we know, later on in the match, we would get Hardcore Country. Yeah. Your current reigning impact women's champion, knockouts champion. They announced her as a knockouts champion. They used an impact logo mm-hmm. uh, or a liner for her. They used a Hardcore Country song. The belt was there. Thought it was really cool. I thought she did some cool things in this match. Good callback with her and Michelle McCool. Yes. So I, I really I dug what they did with her. I know some people were mad she didn't win. I mean, come on, guys. She wasn't going to win. But yeah, but she was in there for quite a while. Yeah, that's the whole I thing. She did, and I like the interactions which she had. She had interactions with some of the young talent, and the Michelle McCool stuff was cool. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, it made perfect sense of what is going on, and it fit into the narrative of the forbidden door which wwe wanted to say was she going to win i don't think anybody realistically thought but the fact that they let her get on screen with the belt acknowledged impact which is way more than AEW has done on their programming let's be honest about that for the being the forbidden door this was brilliant let's now talk about another good surprise that i loved ivory 60 years young holy i did not right to censor music i love the promo she didn't do much but she's 60 she looks amazing, by the way. Yes. She looks fantastic. But I, I don't know if I really want her in there bumping around all over the place, even though she looks great. And I'm sure that that's why they did what she did. I love how she wor- interacted with Rhea Ripley. I thought that was phenomenal. Mm. 
Uh, also, as far as heart tugging on the heartstrings, Sarah Logan. Did not see that coming, but damn, the Riot Squad forever. That was that was awesome. Oh, that marked for that. That was awesome. I love that moment. And uh, who knows where that goes? I mean, the Bellas played a part in them getting arrested. I've heard that the Bellas are rumored to be at one of the nights at WrestleMania. Allegedly, mm-hmm. you never know. Maybe Sarah Logan versus Liv Morgan. Sarah Morgan. Uh, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan versus the Bellas. The only other option I think would, would be a big match would be Lita and either Trish or somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to, you're just looking at an attraction. That's not a great match. It's just an attraction. Right. You know, and I mean, but I would love to see the Sarah Logan Liv Morgan. Oh, yeah. Especially the post match uh, interview they did yes. too. Oh, man. And of course, uh, on, of course, at home watching, yep, was Ruby. one Ruby Soho and she put the uh, heart emojis out. She was so happy about it. I'm sure knowing her, she got emotional. And that's awesome as well. So, yeah. I mean, big ups, big ups for that. And I mean, I know, like I said, we're, as I go through, I'm trying to be negative. There was a lot of shots of like, why didn't this person win? Why didn't that person win? Listen, before the match starts, we know they know who's going to win. Only one person can win. Yeah. And and I mean, I understand Liv Morgan's been getting quite the push and I don't think her push is going away. As a matter of fact, bringing back Sarah Logan, we have a good spot. There may be a possibility that we get the Bellas versus Logan and Morgan. You know, they might want to do a cool match like that or, you know, whatever. Or maybe Liv Morgan and Lita if they wanted to go that route. Whatever. You know, I don't know where, where Sarah Logan really is on coming back to wrestling. I mean, she came back that night, mm. but I know she's happy being a mother, you know, and, and, and being home and stuff. She doesn't really wrestle any independent dates. Right. So I don't know. Maybe this was just, hey, let me get in there and have some fun. And I thought that was a really cool stat that uh, uh, they were sharing around how many mothers were in this match. How many, how many people who went and had kids and even recently and came back and had this match and how that's a victory for women, and it really is. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really wonderful. Of course, let's be honest. Let's speak about the big, big elephant in the room. Speaking of mothers who had children, uh, entering the Royal Rumble at number 27. Yeah, Ronda. Which I was surprised that she came out then. But uh, not completely. But Ronda Rousey makes her return, and what, what did we say? And I think everybody knew this. This is once again why people complaining about this was horrible. Everybody knew if Ronda was in the Rumble, she's winning. Yeah. Well, that was the one thing. Like I say, in my opinion, I thought they telegraphed a bit because everybody knew. The minute you saw Ronda there, it's like, okay, she's winning. And they kind of took a little suspense out of it. But like I say, with Ronda coming back, of course they're going to push her in a big spot. I mean, I still think we had a decent uh, Final Four. You oh, know, I do you too. You Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I mean, hell, that's a hell of a Final Four. And the fact that it comes down, and, and you even had to ask, and you know, even though we were talking Telegraph, when it came down to Flair and Rousey, there's no saying Flair doesn't win, mm. which I was definitely against. Yeah, I would prefer Rousey over Flair winning the Rumble just because I don't need uh, Charlotte Flair to win another Rumble. Mm-hmm. The accolades are getting out of control, and you know we've heard you know rumor and innuendo from people leaving about the Charlotte Flair stuff backstage and in front of the camera. Yeah. But your winner being Ronda Rousey, I don't think that that was much of a shocker. The only thing I'm shocked about is the word through the dirt sheets that they're now saying that it's going to be Charlotte versus Rousey at Mania, which I, for two reasons, don't like it. For one, once again, I'm tired of Charlotte getting any accolades. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's because she's good, but like, why does she always have to get the best of the best? And two, it makes more sense story-wise for Becky versus Ronda, just like it makes more sense that they have more people on SmackDown that you could get a shot against Charlotte in Believable. Raw, who, who are you going to give the shot to unless Bailey comes back? Yeah, which I think... It could be. She's got to be close. Could, yeah, she was... But here's the problem. like That's the only person to take on Becky Lynch 
And I liked your idea better because they could have fucked around with the two nights. First two, the first time that we're going to have a two night WrestleMania with a full crowd, mm-hmm. like no restrictions. Yeah, full. Because last year they restricted it down to the amount they sold out of that, but they restricted it down to thirty some thousand. Mm-hmm. This year we're going a hundred thousand plus both nights. I thought it would be cool, like when you brought up Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair going over both feet touch at the same time. Yeah. And then one gets the shot one night, one gets the shot the other night, or one picks one champion, the other picks the other. Yeah, you do something like that, just throw a curveball in there. Absolutely. I just, I don't, I, I mean, I, I like I said, there's things I would prefer to happen, mm-hmm. but am I surprised or mad that Ronda wins? No. No, like I said, it was just, for me, it was telegraphed. Like I said, the minute I saw her come out, I was like, okay, well, we know she's winning. I think it was unfair to some people to be unfair to this match because it was a lot of fun. I, oh, I no, thought, this I was a the, fun I thought, match. I thought the women had a good rumble. Uh, I'm not saying it's the best one they've ever had. I really feel like last year's with Bianca Belair winning and everything around that was better. Mm-hmm. But this year's surprise roster was pretty cool because even though they didn't go out and grab, they grabbed people like Mighty Molly. Yeah. You had the legend, Summer Rae. Oh, jeez. I, I still love how people got hung up on that. We were talking about it at uh, George's house. Even George was hung up on it. I'm like, you just realize that that's what they call all of their former workers. Right. Everybody's a WWE legend after they leave, just like they're all superstars. Yeah. I'm like, at least she's not a Hall of Famer, but give it time. <laughs> I know. Woo. Anyways, next up, speaking of next up, speaking of the man, next up was the WWE Raw Women's Championship match. The man, Becky Lynch. Taking on Dewdrop. And you know what? I'm going to say this. Another one I think some people were unfair to. Becky Lynch does retain. But I thought she did a good job in making the, you know, Dewdrop look good. Not, the, not that Pepper Niven, Piper Niven, sorry, has anything to be, you know, she's a great wrestler to begin with. Mm-hmm. But she gave her the time. You know, obviously we know Becky controlled that pace because she's a star. Right. And I thought that was very giving of her. I thought they had a nice little match out there. I think a lot of people were unfair to it. I agree, too. Actually, this match went longer than expected, but I wasn't mad about it. Piper, 12 minutes, 58 seconds, almost yeah. 13 minutes. Yeah, Piper Nevin's amazing. And the fact that she got a high-profile match like this, I was happy about. But like I say, this one, you knew Becky was winning. But still, it got Nevin some screen time, and I was happy for that. For for those of you who are keeping track at home, because everybody tries to make even even, it got basically just a minute, a little, little, little less than a minute and a half less than the WWE Universal Championship mm. match got. That's that's pretty big. That's big. I'm just saying. I thought it was nice. We all knew what it was. It's a filler thing to get Becky to WrestleMania season. Yeah. They're not going to take the belt off of Becky until, you know, if they're going to take it off, it would be at Mania, if then. Mm. They're just, you know, th- th- this is what you do. This is what we get every year. You have some, I don't want to say throwaway because it's super disrespectful, but it's just filler until we get to Mania. Yeah, it's always a filler feud. The road to Mania, either they move a belt off of somebody because that's what they're doing into Mania, or mm. if they're keeping the belt on the champion, we already kind of figured that out and they move on. Mm. Once again, I thought it was a present surprise. Next match, however, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Now this match, I was on paper I was waiting for. Two big meaty men slapping meat. Mm-hmm. WWE Championship on the line. Your champion, the Beast, Brock Lesnar, with Paul Heyman in his corner, which becomes an important minute momentarily, taking on the almighty Bobby Lashley with MVP in his corner. Yes. And, of course, we got the great Paul Heyman introduction of Brock Lesnar. Loved it. Mm-hmm. And then we got the match. By the way, went 10 minutes and 14 seconds. Match was going fine. Thought the match was really good. Then we get to the ref bump. Yeah. So the ref gets bumped not once but twice. Twice. Technically. Mm. And then, you know, the camera does a good job of staying away from the entranceway because 
it's a long entranceway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, we all know who's coming when the crowd reaction happens anyways. Roman spears Lesnar, puts his hand out to Heyman to hand him the belt. Heyman doesn't look like he's going to, and then, of course, hands him the belt. Yep. He rocks Lesnar with the belt. As he leaves the ring, the referee that is going to take over comes past him, which is another problem I have. Mm-hmm. And Lashley just hooks the leg, one, two, three, and new WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. First of all, I'm happy Bobby Lashley won. I am too. I'm happy. I'm happy that he's two-time WWE champion. I like it. My problems with this match are simple. I know we wanted to get Roman versus Brock. Mm. I get it. I get Roman versus Brock. I get what they're going for. I get that that's a big-time Mania match, although we've seen it at Mania before. And I've said it before, not with this dynamic, not with Brock as the face and Roman as the heel. So there's a new fresh dynamic there. We haven't seen this Roman Reigns take on Brock Lesnar at Mania. We've seen it other times. Mania is a different beast. So, okay, whatever. We know this is going to go down, which is going to lead to the Men's Royal Rumble later. Mm -hmm. But we know this is going to go down. But couldn't we come up with a better way? Like, couldn't we have come up with, like, a better way? And then, like, the referee passing uh, Roman Roman means he saw what happened. So why the fuck would you count? I don't know. That was kind of a little puzzling at the end. I thought prior to that, the match was great. I wasn't sure if Lashley got hurt, in my opinion, after the second uh, German suplex. Well, yeah, I noticed. I, I, I I messaged you, and I was like, man, he is taking these plexes, like, Brock throws a beautiful suplex. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Like, he throws a beautiful Japanese-style German suplex. You can tell where he learned it. Yeah. And for some reason, Lashley kept rolling to his side and taking out his shoulder. So I got worried that he was going to hurt his shoulder. Not because it wasn't Brock's fault. You could definitely see that Lashley was doing it. So when you're like, maybe you're interested in him, I'm like, maybe you're right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe maybe he's not 100% even coming in the match. He he looked like something was wrong after the second one. I don't know why. Like I just picked up as like oh he like it didn't look like he landed right because after that he started rolling. And I'm like, I think he hurt himself, but he didn't. Obviously, you want to keep going with this match. This is a big t- prime time match. This was everything we wanted from him. I can't wait to see this get ran back because mark my words, this is going to get ran back. I, I definitely hope it does because yeah. I really need to see this match to a completion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That makes I I just I yeah. But, I feel like the match was going. The match was great. Mm-hmm. And then the end was not. No, the ending was just sloppy and lazy, in my opinion. Like, that's the thing. You telegraphed it a little too much, obviously, with Roman coming out, and you knew Heyman was doing the flip. I Like I say, I get it. I get why. I'm not mad about it, but I was kind of like, oh, really? All right. Because then you knew if Brock shows up in the Rumble, he's winning. Right, we'll get to that. But uh, Pat said, Heyman flip-flops his allegiance more frequently than Big Show went heel and face. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. It's true. Mm -hmm. It is true. But you know what? I get it because he's a heel. He's better as a heel. Yeah, he is. I don't need, I don't, and and secondly, I want to say this. For some reason, we were talking about it, like, because I haven't been watching. So the build-up packages helped out wonderfully for me. And WWE, say what you will about them, their production is still good. Oh, yeah. Because they got me right where I needed to be with the build-up packages. The Brock cutting promos for himself was actually pretty good. Like, as a face, it seems like he understands how to cut a promo. As a heel, not, not so, so much. much. But as a face, because I think he's enjoying what he's doing out there. Well, you can tell by looking at his face. Yeah, he's he happy. smiles a lot more. I mean, come on. Brock won the belt and then literally went and took a video smiling with fans. Like, 
Brock Lesnar doesn't do that. Even when he was a face before, he didn't do shit no. like that. So he's obviously enjoying being in WWE. He's enjoying being a wrestler. In this match, you saw a lot of smiles from him. Like he gets suplexed, he looks at him, he's like, oh, okay, that's how we're doing it. All right, all right. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, it's how he's, unlike Happy to Be Here Punk we don't like, mm. I think I like Happy to Be Here Lesnar because at the end of the day, when the bell rings, he's still Brock Lesnar. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a side of him we have never seen. I mean, he's always been the beast incarnate. Well, he's also never wanted to be a wrestler, right. like a pro wrestler. Like he did it for money when he did it in his original run. And even when he came back, he knew the end of his uh, UFC career was getting there especially because of the diverticulitis, mm -hmm. you know, that you, you knew that that was marked. So he's like, Oh, I just need to go somewhere for money. And then like the first few years of those runs where he was coming back. And even when he's the longest range champ, it was like, Oh, you could just tell he didn't want to be there and he wasn't showing up for shit. Mm -hmm. Now let's be honest. We see him more now than ever. Yeah. I mean, you see him on some episodes of raw, not all. And you see him on pay-per-views or you saw him on some Smackdowns when he was over there. I actually saw him on more SmackDowns because they did the whole him and Sami Zayn stuff. Mm -hmm. So it feels like he's just happy being a wrestler. And I like that dynamic. And that's why I said it is a different dynamic for Mania. I get going with it. And obviously the dream match everybody thought was guaranteed of The Rock versus Roman Reigns. And I told everybody, uh, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Hollywood's involved. The Rock makes too much money. There's no fucking yeah. way they're going to clear him. And they didn't. So now you had to go to the next big thing. <laughs> See what I did there? Well played. And you bring in Brock. And people could argue all they want, but there's at the end of the day, there's no bigger box office draw than Brock Lesnar in all of combat sports. Mm -hmm. and the, the proof is in the pudding. Look how many shits he sold. I mean, it, let's be honest. No, you're exactly right. That's I mean, why Dana took him back even after fucking steroids. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing. He's He generates that kind of buzz. He's going to bring in that audience. So it's smart money to bring him in for a mania match. I'm just curious now if they're going to have him in a triple threat with Seth. I know that they I'd had like the, to see that they did the running, but I mean, I, I'm just you know what I'd like to see just a one on one Brock versus Seth in the buildup. Yeah, we haven't seen that. And that would be knowledge. cool. That would be a cool match. Yeah, especially right now. Uh, I also want to point out before we move on once again, just to be on the record, I did not like the finishes of this match at all. I thought this match was going very good. I liked the two big men getting in there. Mm -hmm. first, you know, the, I like to call back to the to day one. Yep. Uh, where you know he where Lashley speared Lesnar through the barricade, and this time Lesnar moved out of the way, pointed to his head, said, "Ha, ah, I learned that one." Yep. I liked all. I liked this whole match until literally the ref bump, and then it just went yeah, off it, a fucking cliff. Like it, like literally, because I'm with you on this. It, they telegraphed it way too much. Yeah. I once again, what I explained is what they were going for. I get what they are going for. Sure, but just I the, think there's different ways you could. The route you went, yeah, was not good. Yeah, because you could have surprised us a little better. Mm -hmm. What they should have done, if they wanted that ending, is they should have had uh, Roman continue the pissed offness from Seth and just beat the shit out of him with a chair or something. So we thought that he was injured. Have them come down and help Brock to the back. Yeah. You know, because then at least it might throw you off. Also, we'll talk about it when we get to the Rumble. I'll save it. Actually, no, I'll just say it now. When he comes out on the Rumble, because we'll talk about it in more in depth later, I think what the better thing is that you should have had somebody else come out and then him just fucking come out of the back and just destroy that guy and just take his spot. Mm -hmm. Because at least then you you would have gotten the crowd a lot more hype because they've been like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it feels real. Like, you put Santino out there and have him get f 5 I think they also took too long in the ring. I think what they should have done when Lesnar was coming is just gone straight. He should have just gone in and just guy out, guy out, guy out. Guy. I mean, he threw a few people out, but then they slowed it down a little bit. I think he should have just chucked everybody out real quick. Mm -hmm. It should have been less than a minute at the end of the match. Like, the, just anger. 
That's why I said it would have been better if he came out, destroyed somebody on in the in the aisle way, took their number, yeah. and then it would have just looked like Brock was mad, chucking people out of the fucking ring like it's real. I agree. And then at the end, you know, don't have a celebration, just fucking just, just go walk right out. to the back. Just walk out. I came in here to win the fucking rumble so I can get my shot. So then when you go to TV, he says, uh, you guess what? You fucking interfere with me, and I'm going to beat your ass, bitch. Mm-hmm. That's all we had today. I, I think that's, once again, we'll talk more about the Rumble, but I just wanted to throw that out there. No, great call. And it wouldn't have been a telegraph because people would have been like, oh, shit, this yeah, is cool. No, that would have been way better storytelling. This is kind of cool. Like, people would have gotten off guard. Like, what the hell? Because it would have, I mean, we know wrestling is a work, mm-hmm. but it would have almost looked real. Sure. Like, this caged animal is destroying people to get what he wants. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that better. Uh, next up, we unfortunately had, like, the let come down match before the main event. Yeah. Of course, that was the mixed tag team match between the it couple Maurice and the Miz and the grit couple Beth Phoenix and edge. And if I have to hear fucking grit couple one more fucking time, Mm. and I am swearing on purpose a lot here. I was so tired of hearing it by the end of that match. Seriously. They they just said it a million times. They were trying to sell it like a bad wrestling chant. That's like, I don't know if they're trying to come out with t-shirts or what, but it just wasn't getting over. And for what it was, this match wasn't great. Let's just be honest. No, I mean, I, it did it did what we thought it was going to do, but Maurice hasn't been really a wrestler in a long time. Yeah, so it doesn't really work out so well. It, 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 was, it was a bad filler match. I thought Maurice did okay for not being wrestling as much as everybody else had been. Like Beth Phoenix, we, we know can go at any time, but Maurice is not really known for being right. you know that great in the ring, but she looked great in this match. I will give her that. So this was a, a shining moment for her, but everything else about this was kind of like meh. Oh, I can't agree more. I didn't, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. But it is what it is. Beth Phoenix and uh, Edge win. Grit, the grit couple. Yeah, stop. <laughs> Mm. All right, so main event time, Royal Rumble, men's Royal Rumble match. And, of course, let's just go out on the limb. Let's start off by saying that, of course, what pissed most people off is there was a lack of surprises in this match. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm going to say. We all got into our heads that this forbidden door thing was going to happen. And WWE dropped the ball on it, not because it didn't happen, but because they allowed people to believe that for the hype. Yeah. So there was no way they were going to get out of this if they weren't going to make it happen. And that was the kind of where they cursed. Because I heard some people talking about a lot of jobbers in this match. A lot of these people in this match are push people in WWE. A lot of these guys are guys that they push. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was actually for just WWE talent, not surprises. I thought that they had probably one of the better fields of just the workers. I'll agree with you on that. I thought so, too. I mean, think about it. You had you you had the Street Profits in the match, mm-hmm. one of the most over tag teams. Austin Theory, who is big time in the story. I mean, he's young. I didn't think he was going to win, but still. Yeah. You know, Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio, where they didn't even pay us off for that, which I thought that would have been good. Mm-hmm. I thought Dominic should have came out and eliminated his dad during the match after mm-hmm. he was eliminated. That would have been a better storyline, but whatever. I mean, you had Mad Cat Moss, I guess, and you could consider kind of a jobber, but you can't consider Happy Corbin or Baron Corbin as a jobber. You know, like... <clears throat> Sami Zayn was in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say this: surprise wise, I mean, we knew we I knew we knew one of them was coming. We had Johnny Knoxville, dude. Johnny Knoxville threw a better right hand than most wrestlers. Yeah, he did, dude. I watch a lot of indie wrestling, and there's a lot of indie wrestlers right now who should take a look at the fucking right right hand, right forearm he threw. Yeah, it was good. And the shoulder, or the chest shot he gave AJ. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I'm not saying he's great. But he he did good. No, made me made me not care. It made made me go. Oh man, fuck it. He deserves to be here. 
Yeah, Why like not? like you understood it was going to be entertainment point with him. Like, I, love the, like, I love the I love I love the haluva kick to get rid of him. So Sami Zayn gets his come up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And of course, Bad Bunny was a surprise. The goat. I mean, we knew he was in town. Yes, we assumed from pictures that he was going to be in, and I'm glad he was because fuck Bad Bunny. Give me Bad Bunny at Mania again. Bad Bunny versus Sheamus, putting that out in the world let's right do, now. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Yeah. The best destroyer in the business, too. Dude, I want to point this out. Bad Bunny came close to the final four, and I have no problems with it. Oh, if he won it, I would have marked. Dude, he got eliminated by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. How cool is that? Bad Bunny deserves that kind of stuff. I'm Facts. sorry. He's the best celebrity to ever wrestle. Yeah. He gets it. He tries. He Even in the Rumble, he looked good. Yeah, no, he gets it. I, I, my hat is off to Bad Bunny. If it wasn't for my... Uh, Headphones, I really would tip the cap, but Bad no. Bunny, man, damn. Like I said, put put him in Sheamus. That's what I want to see. Uh, you know, other than that, you know, Kevin Owens is in the match with thought Kofi Kingston, of course, the the botch that happened there, it happens. Yeah, I mean, Kofi just jumped a little too high, too far. I mean, it is what it is. I I would have loved to see what he was going to do with it, but here we are. It yeah. is what it is. I'm not going to be mad at the man. He tried. It did, and that's kind of I think what threw off some of the stuff at the end because I hear that they had some. Big E Kofi stuff planned mm-hmm. where they were going to work together. And that kind of screwed that up because now he's gone. Yeah. Uh, but things happen. Uh, of course, other surprise that kind of was like Shane McMahon. Yeah, did not like that. I mean, it was all right. The crowd did pop. I mean, I'm not saying it was my favorite thing. Right. No, no. But that's why I was I was hoping we got somebody else. Like, I, just because anytime you put Shane or Vince in a match like that, it's, it just takes away. But of course, number 30, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar wins. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to go any profess. The way he threw Riddle out of the ring, though, I will give that credit. Oh, my God. Dude, Riddle kind of, it was almost like he kind of missed, but Brock Lesnar's so strong, he just picked him up like a child and just heaved him. Yep. I was like, damn. There was a rumor going around that Riddle was slated to win. I'm like, no, no, no. No. I promise you Brock Lesnar was always the winner of this Rumble. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. They wanted to get where they wanted to get. I think what I said as a story would have been better. Of course, I'm going to think my stuff is better, but I think it's just a better pitch. If you would have done something like that, I think the fans would have agreed with it a little more. But I really think what damned the men's rumble. Now, mind you, I'm not saying the men's rumble is great. Oh, wait a minute. So Pat's coming in. So Brock came out on Raw, declared he's facing Roman at Mania. No, 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 whatever. But he wanted to face Lashley tonight for a rematch for the belt. After some pontificating, Adam Pearce announced Lashley is defending his belt at the Elimination Chamber, and Brock is officially declared in the match. So, oh, so we're going to have Brock in the Elimination Chamber match. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, cool. Maybe they're going to do that title unification after all. And, and if they do that, I'm not too upset about it in mm. that case because at least that gave Lashley a little bit of shine. Yeah. So that could be a redeeming factor if that's the plan. I'm just going to throw that out. Yeah, I, I could see that. All right. But I'm not saying it redeems it completely. No, no, As no. As I'm going but... into this finish, um, like the men's Royal Rumble match wasn't the greatest, but I do think I was impressed with the number of guys who could have, you could have had a numer out of the 30 guys in this match. I could argue 15 of them could have won the match and I would have had no problems with it. Mm-hmm. I thought, I, fuck, I would say even more because I would say bad bunny could have won this match. and I've fucking been, let's go. I thought AJ might've actually, was going to pull it off at one point. Well, think about it. AJ Nakamura, even almost, I mm-hmm. can see winning the match. And I want, you know, I mean, I'm not, I think he still has a little bit to go, but, I want to have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin, or sorry, Happy Corbin now. Uh, of course, you know, did I say Kevin Owens already? If I didn't, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. even. Big E wins. I, I'm all Big right e with was, it. Big E was my pick to win. Bad but. Bunny is all, I'm all right with Bad Bunny winning. 
Montez Ford even, because eventually he's going to be the Shawn Michaels of that team. Mm -hmm. No offense to Angelo Dawkins, but facts are facts. facts. Sheamus is always a person who could win. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest. Drew Mack. Drew Mack. (laughs) I'm looking at the list. Damian Priest. Yeah. So I'm at 12. Kofi Kingston, I could give him 13. I mean, I Randy Orton because he's a hometown guy and mm. he's won a couple. I could even, I would even be fine with Riddle winning, especially because what would that do with RK Bro? Hopefully, end that it. would be a good storyline. And at sixteen, and I'm going to say it, fuck it, Johnny Knoxville could have won this match. And the weird part about that is, I'd have been all right with it. Why? Because it would have been fucking weird and funny. And he threw a good enough punch that I'm like, he could make it. I would only accept that if David Arquette walked out to challenge him. Oh man. Dude, but he, think about it this way. Here's another. Let's book. Let's just put out a fancy book real quick before we go to break. What if Lesnar comes never comes out? Knoxville somehow wins. The final two, Sami Zayn and Knoxville, because that'd be funny. Yeah. Sa- Knoxville wins. People would probably be pissed. People want it. And then tonight on Raw, Brock Lesnar destroys him for his chance. Yeah. It would, and, work. I mean, it would have been a little different, and people wouldn't have seen it coming. I'm sure people would still bitch because people are going to bitch about anything. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. And and like I said, I don't think it was a good match. <laughs> like like I've seen way better. Like on paper with the guys I just listed, this should have been a lot better than what it was. It seemed to me that when Orton came in, they went take it home. Like it just seemed like everything it, sped much. up. Like pretty everything much. really sped up. Like to get Brock in there and then Brock out. Like so. I have to agree with it. Like, this was not my favorite Rumble. I don't think it's the worst ever. But I think for the anticipation that we had built in, like you touched upon with the Forbidden Door, I think it was going to be a letdown no matter what unless you delivered on a name like a Kenny Omega, like a Cody Rhodes. Like, you know. See, that's what I'm saying. I think the yeah. biggest thing, and I'm not saying that they executed this show well. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Overall, there were some good matches. There was, a, I'm saying, to be a little more fair to certain things. But overall, this show was definitely C or less. I give it a C. And I was more entertained because I haven't been watching. Mm-hmm. So that should tell you something. Like, because I had no vested interest. So I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, they tell, and I'm with you. They telegraphed a few things. Uh, definitely a few things. Yeah. And, and, and at the same time, I'm like, okay, but I get where they're going with it. Whatever. But at the end of the day, I can see why people who, who follow the product are angry. Mm-hmm. I can see why there's some other people who are angry. I can absolutely see that. I was just entertained because I had no horse in the fight. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the thing. Because it's always with the Rumble, it's always one of those events. It doesn't matter how long you've been watching uh, WWE, it, whether you're taking a sabbatical or you've been watching every week. Everybody turns in for the Rumble because you want to see the match. And when it doesn't click, yeah, this what it's going to get people up in arms. And then, obviously, in the day and age we live in, People like to get on the social medias and complain, but it's this was not the worst show ever. But it's a C. It's the worst a C thing. Show. The worst thing I thought I saw though, some of my friends who are workers in the business complaining. It's like guys, stop. Yeah, I get it. You know now that you can't go to WWE, and you're trying to go hard for something else. But come on, you understand how a wrestling match works. You understand who wins and loses. So to be upset that Big E lost, or to be upset that you know Liv Morgan or Bianca Belair lost. You know how wrestling works. Mm. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I get it. We have our fandoms. And then would I have preferred to see Bianca Belair win? Absolutely. Would I have preferred to see what you booked win? Absolutely. But when I saw Ronda Rousey, I knew who was winning. Mm. The same thing in the men's rumble. Would I have preferred to see, like, any of the 16 guys I named, yeah. you know, win? Mostly Bad Bunny. 
But I was going hard for AJ Styles. That was my pick. I would have. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, that Brock Lesnar was their guy. That's who they're going to go with. So do I care where AJ got eliminated? No. Do I care where Big E got eliminated? No, because it doesn't matter. No, once they're over the rope, it's, it's done. Well, here's the thing. You weren't going to win anyway, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're the last one in the ring or not. Yeah. doesn't matter. So to act like like the weirdest part about it is I see workers acting like it's a fucking surprise or travesty. It's like, guys, it's not. I promise you. Yeah. It's not. It's just like I say in AEW. And there's nothing wrong with losing. Mm-hmm. Because it's not an athletic competition. Like when people, how'd you feel? Why didn't you feel like it was worse that Orange Cassidy beat Adam Cole? Because that's how he was booked to be. And and Orange Cassidy sells a shit ton of merch. Yeah. So fuck it. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. Threw some Dan Housen in there. Sprinkle it in. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm good. Is it the greatest match I've ever seen? No. No. But it doesn't matter. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. So that's how I look at wrestling now, as you guys know. You know, mm-hmm. and then I give you my breakdown of what I would look at as a as a professional working in the business stuff. But it's still like, like I said, I gave it a C, but I was entertained, but mostly because I was with friends. And uh, by the way, I got to ask you. I'm gonna ask you live on air. I'm not gonna ask you to repeat it. Was that you answering for dog, or was that dog's legit answer? That was dog's legit answer. I called that. I just want to let you know. I at, at George's house when I read it out loud to Diesel. I'm like, this is definitely dog. He's like, how do you know? I'm like. I just fucking know. Yep. <laughs> Don't worry. That was so dog. I wanted, I wanted to point out that I was right. Uh, the, the second phone crew in full effect. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, when George mentioned that Paige may make an appearance, Diesel got real excited. <laughs> He's <laughs> never seen her wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, does this break the fact that I've never seen her wrestle? I'm like, it's a rumble. It doesn't count as a match. Yes. <laughs> no, dog Dog was definitely fired up about that. Nah, but as soon as I seen Sasha, I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Dog's pacing, baby. Yep. He gets real angry when Sasha loses. Yeah, he was. he was. He was not happy. He's right up there with Thug Rose. Yep. For those of you who don't know. All right. With that being said, that's going to do it for our Royal Rumble talk. We're going to kick on. We're going to take a quick break. During the break, if you're watching on Twitch, you're going to see information for the Ocho Dura Parley Hour podcast. But if you're at home or at break, whether you're listening to it on the replay or whether you're listening to it on podcast form, you are going to hear our good friend Tom Jolu. The song is called When Life Gives You Lemons Have a Party. The significance of this song is this is the song that we are using as the opening for the Patreon. So right as of right now, Patreon exclusive. We're, we're working out the kinks, if you will. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Of uh, 3FN After Dark, which will also have a different name. When it comes out, so we're using this as the theme. We like this theme. It's a great. Song. So we're gonna use we're gonna use that in the break. Of course, patreoncom slash productions for as little as one dollar a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. You help support the streams, the podcasting, and everything else we do here at eight one two two productions slash six or seven podcast. That being said, enjoy some Tom Jolu. We'll be right back in the mid card as we talk about our sponsorship person, mm-hmm. mm. AEW Wrestling, and some happenings at the PWG Battle of Los Angeles. Right after. This break.
we are back from the break. And of course, uh, thank you to Tom Jolu for the great song here and there. But the, 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 you know, the mid-card of this show is brought to you by Excite Wrestling. For all your great Excite Wrestling needs, go to ExciteWrestling.com. But most importantly, Ken M., there is a show coming up this upcoming Saturday in Johnson City, New York. Yes, indeed. At the X. Yes. Why don't you tell the folks about it? Because you, after all, are Ken Moneybags. That's what the M stands for. The <coughs> real owner of Excite Wrestling. What? Indeed, indeed. So come down to the X this Saturday if you're living locally. But if you're not, definitely check out twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling, spelled X-C-I-T-E. And they have Johnny Stock going on. So this is going to be one heck of a card. Uh, featured match and arguably the main event that you definitely want to check out. Jay Freddy is taking on from Major League Wrestling, Ring of Honor, the list and accolades going on. Davey Richards. Perfect week for Johnny Moose to get Davey Richards, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you guys haven't been uh, checking out there. By the way, if anybody has a problem with Davey Richards and, uh, you know, wieners, that's your fucking problem. Keep it to yourself. Facts. Don't look. It's not like it went public. Somebody fucked him over on that, so I don't want to hear shit about it. Like, honestly, I'm, that's me defending Dave. I've known Dave Richards for a long time. By the way, this is a rematch from uh, Squared Circle Wrestling, 2CW. Mm. Uh, it was great back then. Davey was one of the first people to, uh, first major stars to put over a young Jay Freddy on his ascension. So uh, I'll be very interested to see now that Jay Freddy is a wily vet in the business, including going to Japan. Uh, I'll be interested to see how this match goes with him and the American Wolf, Davey Richards. Yes, very excited to see about that. Also coming to town from Impact Wrestling, Ace Austin. I'm I'm pumped about this. Uh, who they got him going against? He's going up against Cloudy. Cloudy versus Ace Austin, the veteran Cloudy against uh, Ace Austin. I'm excited. Uh, Ace Austin, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the gimmick. I'm a fan of his. Yes. And uh, Cloudy's a legend, especially in New York State, man. Uh, uh, held belts all over the great state of New York. Also... Uh, former Ring of Honor star as well. Yes. Very excited to see him make his debut at the X. And then we have a little follow-up from the big drama that happened at the last show. Uh, Excite International champion Sean Carr and Pat Sawyer are teaming up to take on TJ Epics and Dante Drago. Of course, uh, the new heel stable, if you will. We don't even really know what it is of uh, Pat Sawyer, uh, LSG. LSG, and Sean Carr. Uh, really taken off, especially last month. Of course, that is all coming off of the kind of little mini rivalry that TJ Epics, the up-and-comers, had mm -hmm. with Sean Carr. And then, of course, you know, you get over here and uh, Drago and uh, uh, Sawyer, former Excite Wrestling Tag Team Champions. When he turned on him, that was weird. Yes. So now we're going to get to see that payoff in this tag team match this upcoming week. Yes, so that should be an exciting match to check out. Also, we have The Awakening, Cade and G-Raver, taking on Hired Gun, Inc., Brute, and Garrett Holiday. I want to throw this out there. G-Raver making that return to Excite. The fans loved him last time. Can't Indeed. wait to see him again. Uh, but, you know, they're going up against them Hired Guns. I don't know. I don't know. Could go any way for that one. Uh, Ash Aubrey taking on Keenan Moore. Nick Ando taking on Super B. Selvia. Yeah, man. Uh, Brandon Selvia, Super B. Mm -hmm. uh, doing big things. Uh, excited to see him get a real real shot here, man. Former 2CW champion Nick Ando, the captain. Uh, I think this is going to be a good match, and this is going to be a way for Super B to prove himself. Yes, indeed. Uh, Mike Skyros taking on Axel Lennox. Rotmir taking on Maxwell Keith. The return of Rotmir. Uh, well, I mean, he made a brief return last show, mm -hmm. but the full-on re return going against uh, the, the flyweight. 
Yes. No pun intended of Maxwell Keith. So, yeah, that's, that'd be different, young up-and-comer. Yes, yeah, so definitely it'll be a card worth checking out. Doors open at 4 p.m. Show starts at 5 p.m. According to the Facebook, the after party starts at 7.30. No word yet on if they're on Twitch or not. No, but uh, last we heard they were supposed to be on Twitch, so definitely hit up at Excite Wrestling on Twitter and ask them, are you going to have the show on Twitch? And also I would I would throw out there, uh, if they are going to be on Twitch, it'll be twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling with an X. And uh, make sure you just check it out if they're on. If uh, they are on, you know what? If you're following ODPH and the Three Fanners Pod, we will make sure to pass that information along. If they are, we'll be sharing it on our stuff and even maybe host it on the site. Who knows? Indeed. So there you go. Good times, good things. Good times, good vibes. Should be a good weekend. Uh, This past weekend, though, (laughs) another big event went down in independent wrestling. And, of course, that would be Pro Wrestling Gorillas. Battle of Los Angeles, which, of course, is a big tournament that they do every year. One of the most respected tournaments in all of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Two days. And they had a star-studded event, man. And they, even the replacements were star-studded. Uh, we're not going to give out the results or anything like that. And the reason why is because other shows that we give out results to, you can see right away. Yes. <laughs> PWG, for better or for worse, the promoter of PWG, who I'll just remain nameless, but I know who it is, um, chooses to do business the way he does and that's fine mm. not questioning it they bring in some top talent it's a great promotion i've always been a fan unfortunately they don't really stream or anything so it makes it really hard to watch them right up front usually it takes a while before things are on dvd i i mean i wish they would just stream that's that's all i'm gonna say if you're listening stream brother something because yes. fans like me that live on the east coast who will never be able to make it to los angeles wouldn't mind paying 20 bucks on fight or whatever to watch the event indeed and even a double night event, whatever you want to, whatever you know what I mean. But anyways, uh, some important takeaways. Uh, let's start with a positive because the positive is always nice to start with. The clip that is running all over the internet. Oh my god! A man that we know from GCW, mm-hmm. Jack Cartwheel. A man that we also know from GCW who just returned from being Trey Baxter in NXT. That of course is All Heart Blake Christian, aka Best in the World. Yes. So, if you haven't seen this clip, but you're behind a rock, good on Twitter. Look up. It's at underscore Blake Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or any other wrestling site, because it's there. Yeah, well, I've retweeted it. I know you have, I've retweeted it. It's amazing. So, Jack Cartwheel jumps out of the balcony. Well, what they have... It say, yeah, it's a little balcony. Yeah, it's it's a box. In the theater in Los Angeles where PWG wrestles. It's a good 20-foot drop, if yeah. not more. So, he jumps out to jump presumably on the guys below because there's multiple men below. And at the same time, Blake Christian springboards from the ring and somehow, and this is a hell of a jump, by the way. If you watch this, it's a jump for both guys. Somehow gives him a cutter in the air through the guys that are on the ground. It's the most insane thing you'll ever see. It is phenomenal. This should be what we're talking about. We should be talking about this and... We will spoil one thing. Turn your plug your ears for a second if you don't want to spoil it. With three, two, one, I'll give it to you. Three, two, one. Red Death. Daniel Garcia wins. Mm-hmm. He's the battle. He wins Battle of Los Angeles. Um, that should be what we're talking about today. That mm-hmm. should be all we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's not what we're all talking about. So, in the second night of the tournament, second round, Buddy Matthews was taking on Leo Rush in the second round. Prior to the match, Buddy Matthews cuts a heel promo. 
The PWG crowd then starts throwing trash, garbage, and everything else at Buddy Matthews. Leo Rush and him have the match. It is not known exactly, but it is speculated that Leo Rush slipped on something while doing a move and has uh, done, he did a dislocation. Uh, I'm going to read the thing in a minute. We now know it's a dislocation of his shoulder. But anyways, he had to be stretched out. Match ended in a weird DQ, which the crowd then didn't like also because they don't usually do a lot of DQs in PWG. But obviously, when a guy's injured, mm-hmm. what's he going to do, right? So, I'm going to read the Leo Rush stuff, and then we're going to really dive into me being an asshole about this. Not about Leo Rush either. Leo mm-hmm. Rush had did nothing wrong. This is, this is totally a fan thing. Uh, Leo Rush said, update. He said, clean dislocation in my left shoulder, opposite to my previous shoulder injury. MRI in two to three weeks to hopefully find out the, uh, that there's no severe ligament damage slash tear. Prayer emoji. To all the boys in the back and crew at PWG last night that were super attentive and extremely helpful, thank you so much. More frustration and disappointment than anything else at the way last night ended. To all of my fans and supporters, thank you for the outpouring of love and support. Saddened by the hate speech, racial slurs, and throwing of objects in the ring by the fans, quote in quotations, who attended night two of BOLA. But nothing will dim- diminish my love for this sport and stop me from performing. For those who appreciate my craft, I will be back. See you soon. And the peace emoji. This is 2022, guys. Come mm-hmm. on. And now you're going to say, but Rich, you were, at the ha- you were at the homecoming and you were at Hammerstein when they threw garbage at Cardona. That was post-match. Yeah. And it was still scary in Hammerstein because X-Pac slipped on something. Which, I, if everybody would have known X-Pac was coming out, then they probably wouldn't have thrown anything. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. And I'm not saying it's right to throw things at the ring. Because it's really not. But in the moment, if you're emotional and you do it, at least do it after the match is over. Yeah. So if there's a match after, the ring can be cleared and cleared. Or if it's the end of the night, it doesn't matter. Nobody gets hurt from it, mm-hmm. hopefully. I mean, it's best practice not to throw anything at the ring. Does it make for a good moment if it's at the right time? Unfortunately, it does. I, it's, that's how I can say it. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I would prefer, eh, I didn't throw anything at the ring either time. I don't. Yeah. I respect that shit too much. But I get why people did it at, at GCW. And the fear that Dave Meltzer, and I got to give him credit here, alluded to when it, that happened at homecoming was the other wrestling crowds who weren't as smart because he even said that he said the gcw crowd is a smart crowd they're smart wrestling fan they understand that you can be part of the show and do this shit even though i don't agree with it this is when he recanted he said but they agree they they know when to do it at least Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like when it's not going to hurt anybody Mm -hmm. per se here's the reason why he said he feared it and then called it out because why are you throwing garbage before a match even if the guy cut a heel promo it's unacceptable and this is the PWG crowd. This is the crowd that's supposed to be too smart for school. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be the elite independent crowd. They look down on other people. Right. They're like the uh, PC gamers mm-hmm. of the independent wrestling world. They, they'll be quick to tell you that GCW is trash. Oh, yeah. Even though they outdraw them in everything else and outmake them and all the sorts of crazy shit. But Facts. whatever. Teach their own. Facts. Fans of whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But this is disgusting. Not to mention the racial slurs. Unacceptable. Like, I can't believe in 2022 in Los Angeles, California, we're not talking about the middle of podunk fucking Wyoming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And uh, no shots to anybody who's living in Wyoming. I just promise you that. Right. I'm just going with a place I know GCW wrestled, and they didn't have any issues in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Man, dude, come on, guys. We got as fans, we have to do better. And I say we. I'm not even involved in this, but overall, anybody who's going to shows, respect the fucking wrestlers, respect the craft, and if you if you're a racist or whatever else you are, keep it to your fucking self. I don't I'm tired of hearing about people judging people for being transgendered or gay or black or whatever. There's no fucking place for it. It's 2022, guys. 2022. And I promise you, if you do that in certain crowds, you're going to get your ass beat. Mm-hmm. Please, somebody yell a racial slur at AJ Gray and see what happens. I don't want you to do that because you're going to get your shit kicked in. Facts. Although, if, if you do and he kicks the fuck out of you, fuck yeah, I'm behind AJ all the way. Mm-hmm. Or whoever else. It's unacceptable Don't behavior. be fucking comfortable, man. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. And like I said, I'm even more disappointed because it's Los Angeles. Yeah. We're not talking about some backward town somewhere. We're not talking about the South or whatever. And I'm not saying it's okay there either. I'm just saying you expect to hear that shit from some small little town in the middle of nowhere. You don't expect to hear it coming out of Los Angeles, California. Come on, man. God damn. This is annoying. So, once again, the most important part is that we all some positive thoughts, prayers, whatever you do mm-hmm. for Leo Rush and his healing. Absolutely. And hopefully there is no torn ligaments and stuff. Hopefully he doesn't need surgery because that would suck. Mm-hmm. And second, be better. And as fans, I mean, as, as somebody like myself, and I know Ken's in this boat, and, a, and, and a, I, I'm assuming most of the people who listen to this show, because I would hate to think by now, after all the shit we talk to people about this, that you would still be stepping out of line. But as fans, let's let's go back to what I said about when the GCW shit happened. At least in GCW, they said, hey, we got ahead of and said, hey, listen, that should never fucking happen. Come find me. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, as fans, we need to start policing a little better. And that's not me saying go out and whoop everybody's ass or whatever, whatever. But if you see something, get security. If you hear something, get security. If security falls on deaf ears at that point juncture, go to the internet and say what the fuck happened. And then that company is probably not going to be around anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know me, everybody goes, oh, but you're against cancer culture. I am. But this shit's got to stop. This shit's unacceptable. And if companies are allowing this to happen, and I'm not saying PWG did. Mm-hmm. I know Excalibur got in the ring and had some very harsh words for a lot of people. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. So I'm sure that it's not being allowed there either. I'm just saying... Let somebody know because they're not going to allow it. They're going to get that person out of there. And that's what we need to do. Get these people out of our events. Get these people out of the crowd. Call them out. Make sure that everybody knows who the fuck they are. I'm not saying violence. I'm not saying go ahead and try to get them fired from their job. If that happens, it happens. But I'm not saying to do it. I'm just saying that we need to get, we need to police ourselves and get rid of this bad element in wrestling because it's happening everywhere. And if you need proof, it happened in the fucking front couple rows of hard camera side in AEW and we all know that that guy got fucking thrown out thankfully mm-hmm. and that 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 guy deserved that just like the guy whoever was chanting any racial slurs whoever's been chanting chanting transphobic shit to people whoever's been chanting, chanting homophobic shit to people I don't care what you're chanting what you're doing you need to be gotten get dealt with absolutely there's no place for it at wrestling there's no place for it anywhere period kick them out get their names and don't let them back facts 
Because that's not what the wrestling community needs. We don't need that shit. It needs to go away. And so that's what I'm saying. Make sure you see it, you hear it, you get security. I guarantee there's not a company on this planet that ain't going to kick that motherfucker out, whoever it was, or whoever the parties were. Mm -hmm. The only reason I'm saying not to take it in your own hands is, you know, you don't want to get arrested for some shit. No, go through the proper channels and go from there. And if the company doesn't do anything, then you call them out. Yeah. Give them a call. Say, hey, listen, last night this happened. I went. They said they they didn't give a shit. Because then guess what? Maybe we shouldn't give a shit. Maybe we should care where our dollar goes. Mm Mm-hmm. Can't support anybody that's not sorry, taking not care sorry. Of that and shit. once again, you can't blame the company for the assholes in the crowd, but you can blame them for their reaction to it. Once again, I applaud PWG on this. This is not another thing. Excalibur came in the ring and had some very harsh shit to say to people. Mm-hmm. They didn't know exactly who it was, so it's not like they could target that person. Nobody stepped forward and said, "Hey, it's these guys." Yeah. So he just admonished the entire crowd, which is what you have to do if they don't. But to the people in the crowd, if you heard those people, tell them. Here's the cool part. It's going to make your show experience better because they're not going to be at the next show. Mm-hmm. Also, if you wanted to bring friends, you know, that's a hot ticket out there at PWG. Yeah, you get rid of some people, you get more tickets. Indeed. See, it does benefit you. <laughs> it's a fucking weird way to say it, but it benefits you. I'm just saying, guys, we got to stop this shit because it's, it's annoying. Yeah. It's dumb, stupid. It's dumb, stupid. Uh, well, uh, well, we're going to do one quick AEW bit, and then we're going to end on some fun stuff because I got a Clown Shoes of the Week award. Ken M. Mm. I think you're going to enjoy that. But that's going to, we're going to do that to end the, the thing. Let's talk AEW real quick. Something we didn't talk about when we did the special Thursday show. And of course, if you guys don't remember why, go back and listen to it. It's last week's episode. It's great. Uh, we did a Thursday episode. I, I, did, I don't think they announced it officially as a match. We knew it was going down, but we didn't know if it was an official match. I, don't, I think you got that in your video, photo package on Friday, yeah. if I'm mistaken. When so, the graphic came up, it was official. Okay, yeah, but that was on Friday. Yeah. So we didn't know it was official then. So it was like, we're not really late on it, but I'm apologizing still because it was Thursday, and we, but we had a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. MJF, we didn't cover the interview promo though. AMJF, a taxi on Punk last week at Dynamite, sat on his chest, Indian style, mm-hmm. had a great exchange, and told him that the fight would happen. So then AEW bookmakers, and this is what we're going to talk about today, made the event... For this upcoming Wednesday on Dynamite. And I have a little bit of a problem with that. Now, mind you, they could get out of this and do some really wonky shit and it'd be okay. But why, when you're this close to a pay-per-view, because their pay-per-view is in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. why would you give away a marquee match on free television? And hear me out. I understand. Somebody's going to say, pop the rating. Listen, they've done a lot of things to pop the rating and it hasn't worked. So why take a match that would get casual fans and other people to tune in and pay $50 on pay-per-view for free? That's what I'm upset about. Now, I do realize they can do a wonky, like, he gets jumped, whatever, whatever, and we still get out the pay-per-view. And I'm fine with that. But up front, this looks weird to me. Am I wrong? Am I right? No, you're absolutely right, because this is just not the way you want to cap off such a money feud. This is a pay-per-view match, and if you're just doing this for a rating spike, in my opinion, it's a bad look. You should save this and really build up the hype because with Revolution coming, and they only do the four pay-per-views a year, why not just have this be a swerve? You could have MJF do something like, oh, you got to fight me, and the rest of the pinnacle, and do something like a six-on-one match, or do something just to draw it out until you have to lock and load it for the pay-per-view. That's where you do this match. Doing it on free TV, yeah, sure is cool, but I feel that you're disservicing the feud that you've been building, and this has been one of their better feuds. 
that they've taken their time with to really develop. So in my opinion, this is a bad look if this goes down and they actually have the match. If they swerve it, I think that's all the better. Because why give this away for free? I just don't get that. Makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense to me either. Um, Jeez. Just the stuff. The stuff we have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, hey, hopefully they make it right because that's a big match for them. Yes. So we got got some fun thing to end it on. So (laughs) this past week, the New Yorker. You know who the New Yorker is. Yes. For those of you at home, maybe don't know what the New Yorker is. The New Yorker is a major magazine publication, mostly out of the state of New York, hence why it's called the New Yorker. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's pretty well circulated, I would say. Uh, very uh, highbrow, right? Mm-hmm. They're very high-end people. You know, it seemed for the smart people, if you will. Yeah. I don't know. Very uppity, if you will. In my opinion, I call it uppity. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people who reads the New Yorker. But I understand. It's, it's very, you know, whatever. They ran an, they ran an article. About GCW's Hammerstein show, the world on GCW. Uh, this is it. It was uh, ran. It was on the February seventh, twenty twenty two issue. If you want to read it, Paul Janaway wants to body slam your ears. The Saint Paul and the Broken Bones frontman who compared his new album Alien Coast to a fever dream visits New York to attend a late night hardcore indie wrestling match, and it was written by Adam Iceco. Okay. It was written on January 31st, 2022. So this has not hit the stand yet, but we have it online because the online has it. So during this, there's a lot of inaccuracies. And you would think the New Yorker would do their journalistic integrity to make sure. I get it. They're interviewing another guy, whatever, whatever. So I don't know if there was a miscommunication. I do know that there was a, a message between, well, we'll talk about it after. So at least the guy knows who the what, what music is what, but it doesn't come off this way. So I'm going to read you just this excerpt from this article that I find funny. The whole thing is wild if you want to take a look at it. Mm. Here we go. Layer, uh, so at one point, the, the, the top part, I don't know what he's talking about. He said, just, a, just kind of mediocre attempts doing the same old, same old. I don't know what that is, but anyways. Later on, a wrestler known as Effie. In parentheses, short for Electric Fantastic Fuck You, which Effie still hasn't said that that's what it stands for, and I've never heard that before until today. Yeah. Electric <laughs> Fantastic Fuck You. I don't understand. That doesn't even make fucking sense. Reasons? I, I, guess. I, I got nothing. Who was dressed in fishnet stockings, snakeskin boots, and tight daddy trunks, <laughs> flogged the heavyweight champion Jeff Jarrett, who wore a rhinestone-studded cowboy hat with Jarrett's own leather belt. Jarrett cocked Effie over the head with an acoustic guitar. Janway took a video on his iPhone. The sound of death metal filled the room. Uh, Janway would say, One thing I don't like about wrestling is his choice of music. It's too aggressive. Well, during that match, there was no death metal music because Effie comes to the ring. And by the way, this Janway guy, when he he put his name in it, uh, Effie did, said, oh, I like your choice of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And Jarrett's new music doesn't sound like death metal. No. It sounds like a mixture of the TNA stuff, but like what he had in TNA, that... The King of the Mountain theme, yeah. Yeah, but with a dark edge to it. Not a death metal edge, just a dark, brooding edge to it, Mm. which I really liked. I'm just saying, (laughs) 
none of this is what I saw. None of it. Like, and so like Brett Lauderdale's been retweeting it. Effie's been retweeting it. Effie's been, Effie's obviously mad because AJ Gray's pointing out that he's talking in riddles and that's what he does when he's mad. Yeah. <laughs> and he admitted it because he said he's a man of metaphors. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to take away from this. Ken, you want to add something? You know, I, I got nothing. I, I read I read the same thing. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Did did I watch the same thing? I mean, I I got nothing. Coverage is great. Uh, Pat says the the SWAT writer probably has a mural of the Rhodes Lander on his their living room wall. <laughs> oh man! I mean, you're not wrong. But uh, you second point for it. you. I mean, good lord. Oh lordy, lordy, lordy! It's crazy, isn't it? But anyways, yeah, I mean, uh, with for for that journalistic integrity, if that's what you want to call it. We definitely have to give that the award. Ladies and gentlemen, your clown shoes moment of the week. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Do, do, can you really come up with anything else for that? I, I'm trying. I mean, reasons? I don't like, even know if there's reasons. That's just I, insane. Like, I was like, at least, like, look it up. Yeah, like the I I was like, wait, no, I, that's not what I saw. But hey, I mean, to each their own. To each their own, right? All right. Well, with that being <laughs> said, we are going to take our final break of the show. When we come back, it's main event time, and I mean, maybe some of you are tired of it, but I hope not because we're still going to do it. GCW has another huge weekend of events, so we're going to cover that weekend and give you the preview for GCW Wrestling's Texas Doubleheader. This upcoming weekend, during the break, if you're watching on Twitch, you're going to see information for the three Fat Nerds podcast, but you're going to hear, and so aren't the people at home listening either on replay or at 607TWS for podcasts, you're going to hear the theme song of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, that's two week notice, by our good friends over there at Shout at the Robots, check them out, support them on Spotify. Bandcamp and YouTube music. We'll be right back for the main event.
the main event of this week's 607TWS. And of course, you know what that means. This week, we're talking some GCW wrestling as they are returning this weekend to the great state of Texas. Well, maybe. Depends on what you think about Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they're, they're, they're returning, and this will be their first shows after the historic World on GCW pay-per-view last week. Yes. In the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. So, you know, Brett Lauderdale and, and some people we talked about last week, not really the happiest with that show. Uh, you know, although it was a great financial success. So I'm expecting this to be another banger of a weekend. If you guys have been paying attention to GCW, if you're fans of GCW, you've known coming into the world on GCW, hot, hot roll of shows, and I'm expecting the nothing but bangers out from here. Um, and hopefully we get a redo at the Hammerstein, which I'm sure we will because it was a great financial success. Mm. Uh, maybe next time we'll put, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Let's move past. Let's move on. Let's talk about this weekend, what we have announced so far for this weekend uh, for GCW, shall we? Yes, let's do this. First up, Friday night, February the 4th, we've got GCW and Loco present Fight Club 2 from Houston, Texas at the Loco Training Facility, I do believe. Uh, you ready to talk about some of the matches going down? Absolutely. Uh, of course, this will take place at 8 p.m. I do believe it's going to be by Texas time, so mm. it will probably be 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Double check with Fight.TV. The problem with us giving you times as we do every week is Fight tends to not always have the correct time, which is weird. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I, the only grape I'll ever have with Fight. Because sometimes they put it in Eastern time, sometimes they put it in different times. It's weird, but check it out, double check. But I'm sure it's going to be about 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Starting on Friday night. So here we go from Houston. Making his Texas debut for GCW. The New York East Coast legend, Grim Reefer. Super excited about this. And he's going to be in one of those world-famous scramble matches because in this match we'll have Grim Reefer, Matthew Justice, Jimmy Lloyd, Alley Catch, the East Coast ace, Jordan Oliver, and Loco's own Chris Carter. That's a stacked scramble. That's going to be an amazing scramble. Making Next up, we have another debut, by the way. Making his GCW debut. Mascara Dorada, better known as Grand Metalik in the WWE and elsewhere, but now he is Masca- Mascara Dorada. He is going to be in a four-way dance with Gringo Loco, ASF, and All Heart Blake Christian. This is going to be an incredible match. I can't wait to see what he's doing in his JCW debut, but he's got a stacked you know, opponents for this one, too. This next match, I'm sure, will be a, uh, as as MLJ would put it, a fucking death match. <laughs> we got the legend, Matt Tremont, the bulldozer, going one-on-one with one of the most hardcore, insane women on the planet, Sadika. That is not going to be for the tame of heart. Next up, in a match that I cannot wait to see, 607 TWS's resident favorite asshole, Tony Deppin, will take on a man who has a big name. In the indie promotions, including Loco, the bounty hunter, Brian Keith. This is going to be probably my match of the night right here. I think this could be match of the night easily. Fresh off the fact that he could not wrestle on the world on GCW, young Nick Wayne returns to a GCW ring, and he's going one-on-one with Locos in GCW's own Ninja fucking Mac. Ninja Mac all fucking day. Next up, we have our first of two title matches we're announcing 
for the GCW Extreme title, your champion, Black Death, the motherfucking truth. AJ Gray will defend against Locos, Mysterious Q, who also just won a title this past weekend. Yeah, so this should be a very interesting match. I'm excited about this one. And last but certainly not least, for the Loco title, your champion there, and uh, a man we're very familiar with in GCW, the end seeker, Dante Leone, taking on Big Sam Stackhouse. This should be an interesting match. I can't wait to see this. This is going to be a great card to go down. Once again, you can get the package on fight.tv. Uh, now we don't have any time restraints, so that's always a beautiful thing. We <laughs> go back to GCW time. But that's not the only event because Saturday, February 5th, from the Athletic Zone in Dallas, Texas, GCW comes with If I Die First. Ready for this one? Bring it on. We have a singles match. The return of Psycho Clown taking on Gringo Loco. That's going to be a fun match. Making his return to GCW as well, Speedball Mike Bailey as he takes on a different kind of boy, Jimmy Jimmy fucking fucking Lloyd. Lloyd. Ooh, that'll be an intriguing match. Next up, in a match that's going to tear the house down, the Laredo Kid goes one-on-one with All Heart Blake Christian. That's going to be an incredible match. By the way, a lot of singles matches so far. Obviously, they're going to add a scramble at some point, but a lot of singles matches. Right. Next up in in a singles match... Making his GCW debut from Mexico, a legendary luchador, Dr. Wagner Jr. will take on the bad boy, Joey Janela. Interesting. Very, very interesting. For the GCW Extreme title, Black Death, the motherfucking truth, AJ Gray will go up against another member of the second gear crew, another member of the MDK gang. I'm talking Alley Catch. That is going to be a heck of a match. By the way, Effie is is warned both of them now. Effie said, AJ, she's crazy. You might want to be careful. Mm-hmm. Then AJ reminded uh, Effie that he's crazy. So then he goes, never mind. <laughs> Allie, he's crazy. You better watch. <laughs> so Effie playing some mediator here. It's kind of fun. And in the last match that I'm going to announce, is, is we already know it's going to be a fucking death match because... John Wayne Murdoch, after costing Alex Colon an opportunity at the brass ring and becoming number one contender for the GCW world title, has now challenged him. And, of course, Alex Colon is out of country, mm-hmm. so he won't be answering this challenge. So then he said, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to be in Dallas for GCW open challenge time. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to fight the Duke of Hardcore, let's fucking go. In GCW, you probably should think twice before you make some challenges because there's usually one man, one man in GCW who answers every challenge. Mm -hmm. There's one man in GCW who gives a shit less about his body. (laughs) Yeah. There's one man crazy enough to fight the Duke or anybody else on literally less than a week's notice. Mm-hmm. That man is none other than Matthew fucking Justice. Yeah. The craziest son of a bitch anywhere in the United States. This is facts. The Duke has got his work cut out for him. This is going to be a fucking insane match. The Duke is trying to get to Alex Cologne, but you better not look past Matthew Justice because that's a mistake, my friend. That's a mistake. Uh, how are you feeling about these uh, two days of GCW shows? Sounds like some wild matches are going to be going down. Uh, 
Matthew Justice, I'm ex- oh, that's just gonna be pure insanity in that one. I mean, man, I'm looking forward to that four way dance with uh, Mascara Dorada, yeah, Gringo Loco, Blake Christian, and ASF. That's gonna be fire. Laredo Kid versus Blake Christian, fire. Tony Deppin, Tony Deppin, man, Tony Deppin going against Brian Keith, fire. There's a lot of fire matches here, man. Lots of fire going on. I mean, for anybody that just tuned in for the first time for the world on GCW, this is a perfect time to go see what they're really doing, too. I mean, obviously, the Hammerstein was going to be a special night. But if you really want to see a GCW card, I, the last time they were in Texas, what was that one? Uh, so Alive. So Alive, one of the best card, that's a, one, the best card of the year. Yeah, so uh, I could say they, I could fully see them kicking that off with this card, too. Like, this whole weekend is going to be some prime action that you definitely want to go check out. Go support GCW. Go support indie wrestling. I mean, this is kicking off a huge February for Game Changer Wrestling because uh, they have this uh, weekend, and then they're off Super Bowl weekend, which is smart. Mm -hmm. And then the following weekend, they will be in Atlantic City, New Jersey, for a big four-show showcase starting on Saturday. So Saturday, they have the, we'll be talking about it in a couple weeks, but JCW at 2 p.m. on Saturday, the GCW show at 8 p.m. on Saturday, and then on Sunday, they have a 2 p.m. or no, a noon uh, H2O show and a 5 p.m. GCW show from the uh, Carousel Room in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And then the following week, they're in California for three shows, two GCW shows and an L.A. fight show. Mm. I mean, they're doing big things, man. They got a big February this is the time to support them. They've got huge matches announced for the entire month. But first things first, Texas looks like it's going to be a fire. Bro. Yes. This is going to be back to form. I can't wait to see some of these matches. Once again, fight.tv. Go order it. We promise you won't be disappointed. There's a lot of people who watch this show and listen to this show who have gotten turned on to GCW through us, and none of them have regretted it. So mm. I, I'm saying I'm batting a 1,000 there. Just I agree. throwing it out there. So uh, we'll, next week, of course, we will be talking about the results from the Texas weekend and uh, also, of course, all the other wrestling news. But that is what we got for you for this episode of 607TWS. Ken M., one more time, tell these fine folks how to find the Ocho Dora Parlay Hour podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on social media. Check out Parley Point's new blogs account anywhere coming out later this week. Going to be talking about Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame inductions, AEW a little bit, too. Uh, just a quick indie roundup, uh, T Public Store, everything that is DODPH, you can find right there. Excuse me, ODPHpodcast.com. That's why we're <laughs> live, fella. There we go. Uh, Three Founders Podcast. Get us anywhere you get great podcasts. 8122productions.com for all the information. T Public Store, Patreon link there. Links to everything else we got going on over there at 8122productions.com. We're on all social medias. Three Fat Nerds Pod. Throw it at in front of you if you have to. Remember, for all things, it is the number three, not the word three. Of course, if you're watching on Twitch, you already see that it's the number three. But mm -hmm. I had to throw it in there. It's important. So, Three Fat Nerds Pod, throw it at in front of it. We're everywhere. Twitter is the best place to get a hold of me because. That's kind of where I uh, I live the most, let's be honest. Uh, so with that being said, though, you know, what else? am I forgetting anything else? T-Public Store, 8122productions.com? I don't know. I don't know! We haven't done it in a while. Why not, Ken? Yeah. I don't know! I don't think I'm missing anything. Just drive home. 8122productions.com. All the information's there. There you go. Or odphpodcast.com. Yes. Because you get the information for 8122productions.com there as well. It's, it's, a, it's a fun world we live in. Indeed. Oh, man. Another great week. Down... Once again, listen, take home here. Not going to lecture. Take home wrestling fans. Let's do better. Absolutely. Everybody, let's respect the shows. Let's go to see what we like. This is where what happens when you live in a world where everybody wants to be the star of something. You end up fucking things up. This is what happens when you live in a world where everybody wants to be a troll. 
Listen, I promise you one thing, and I, I go back to it because CM Punk, even though he's not singing the same shit now, let's be honest, this was his thing first. Mm-hmm. Like what you like. If you don't like it, walk away. As he said, he did, and he was happier for it. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, I stopped watching World Wrestling Entertainment, not because of any political thing, not because of anything they did, just because the product, I just got tired of watching the same stale-ass product. You know, I tuned in for the Royal Rumble, and I was entertained enough. It wasn't the best show. It wasn't like a GCW show or a New Japan show to me. That's more of my taste. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I was at least you know what somewhat entertained. The amazing part is if I was still inundated with the shit, I would probably still think that show was shittier than what it was. Yeah. And that's all it is. Sometimes just walk away. If you don't love it, you don't like it, walk away. Trust me, you'll be happier. If you love AEW, go hard for AEW. Who cares what anybody else is doing? If you like if you like GCW, love GCW. Who cares what anybody else is doing? If you like New Japan, if you like a mixture of them, do that too. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. We say it every week. Instead of bitching about nonsense that doesn't matter, go find something on independentwrestling.tv. You know, find, you know, look into things. Ring of Honor's coming back. The world of wrestling is fine. Mm-hmm. Stealing Effie's line. Wrestling is fine. Maybe not the WWE. <laughs> no. But wrestling is fine. I mean, they're fine from the dollar point. From the dollar sign, they are. But from a fan perspective, it's to be determined. But that's why we sit here each week and preach to you. Go find a federation or an organization that does the right things and makes you want to be a fan of them. Support them. Be a fan. Get excited. Get excited. Speaking of which, if you want to get excited this weekend, possibly twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. Yes. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. Hopefully they're running. If not, we'll let you know. Uh, but if not in person, if you're here in the 607 down at the X in Johnson City, New York, five, four, four o'clock, door time, 5 p.m. bell time, Excite Wrestling. For all ticket information, ExciteWrestling.com. There you go. There you go. See, man. I snuck a pun in there for you, Johnny Moose. Yes. I want my payment, fucker. <laughs> with, that being said, <laughs> with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're about to end the show the same way we do every week with our good friend, second suitor. The song is One Winged Angel. Guys, it's the best song to end the show with. Let's be honest. So yeah. Check out Second Suitor. Uh, they're, they're all over the place. There's Spotify, YouTube Music, Bandcamp. New, they're going on tour. Yeah, new live album just dropped. Yeah, too. they're going to be in Wilkesbury coming up here in a, in a week or so. That's what I seen. T- I yeah. seen it, bro. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. Got to check them out. Fucking amazing. Love Second Suitor. So you're going to hear One Winged Angel. Till next week, man. Enjoy the wrestling you're watching. Watch some GCW. Watch some Excite Wrestling if you can. You know, watch, fuck, if you want WWE and AEW, whatever, watch whatever. Enjoy the wrestling. Enjoy the week. And uh, we'll be back next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast for 607 TWS as we are every week. And we'll give you our thoughts and takes on everything that happens in the week of professional wrestling. For myself, for Ken M. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And lastly, later, wrestling fans!
Top ropes, one, two. 